here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den podcast, your home for all the things, Amazon advertising tips, tricks, optimization strategies to help you get the most out of your Amazon advertising. Today, I'm privileged to be joined by Mr. Michael Tejeda. Michael, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Post-holiday, so, you know, getting back to the grind. It's now December. It takes a little bit to get out of the... uh, the food coma, but we are back in action. <laughs> yes. Um, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I did. Uh, yeah, some some good time with uh, with family. So a little bit of a break. Um, you know, obvious craziness that was happening on Amazon. How about you, Mike? Did I had a great one. Uh, my wife and I are doing a new thing to get our family some gifts. Uh, this is this will be released before Christmas, but I don't think anyone in my family listens to the show. <laughs> what I was going to say was uh, we're making limoncello for everyone. So like we made a, a whole big thing of uh, limoncello over Thanksgiving weekend. It was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. It's very European, very Italian, but uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty good. Handmade gifts is what we're doing this year. So it's actually an interesting point that I said that in relation to some of the things that uh, we're seeing uh, because today we're recording this on December 2nd and we just spent, you know, a good while looking at data, looking at data from the past um, to try to decipher, you know, what's going on, what happened with Amazon advertising during this time frame, And more importantly, like what are the lessons of like, what was different? What was the same? What's the takeaway for the rest of quarter four? Um, how to use information from here for year-round type stuff. Uh, let's just jump into some of the, the high-level data uh, from uh, AdBadger software. So we've got several hundred accounts on there, uh, and we have some interesting data points. So the first thing was that there's a 17% boost in conversion rate uh, during like Turkey five prominently on black Friday, there was on black Friday, a 41% higher revenue per click. Uh, meaning every time you get a click that was 41% higher on average. Now what's cool about this is like, uh, well, actually we'll get into analysis later. Uh, I have two more metrics. CBCs were 33% higher average of 95 cents in November and up to a dollar 27 on Black Friday, impressions 33% more on Black Friday, 20% more on Cyber Monday than the rest of November. So that's our high level metrics. Um, and 
you know, what are some of your quick takeaways from sort of looking at conversion rate, revenue per click, CPCs, impressions? You know, this year was uh, was kind of an interesting year. It was a, a little bit different than what we had seen. You know, there was like we had talked about before the episode, there was like this standard thing that had happened every year. You know, and it was like you knew things were going to happen on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and it was just going to go off the charts. Like and, clockwork. And we talked about this. Yeah, a clockwork, exactly. And we saw the metrics and we saw the same spikes and, and just be able to follow the data. This year, um, and, and this is post COVID. So obviously last year was a little bit different with the data too, but it's kind of a different story. Um, this year is different than it's been in the past. And, um, you know, there's a lot of contributing factors to that. So, you know, we're going to jump into some of those as we move forward through the episode, but yeah, this year was a little bit different than most. Yeah. It used to be, it used to be like copy and paste, like almost every year. And I mean, we both been in PPC for e-commerce for, I don't know, a decade each between the two of us. And I like, it used to just be like clockwork, like the week before Thanksgiving, uh, the days leading up to it, a little bit of a slump, uh, maybe some browsing going on, but then like black Friday, Turkey five, it explodes. Uh, and then the rest of December, it was like clockwork. Like it went up a similar percentage every year. It went up, you know, more every year in terms of like conversion rate revenue, all of these things. It was just like clockwork. Uh, in accordance to like when Thanksgiving was. And while we're still experiencing boosts, there's some similarities. We like, we're still experiencing boosts in revenue, but things are different. And I think it's important to try to understand this so that when we sit down to come up with our bid optimization and budget strategy for these unique times where there is a boost, like how to be ready for it, how to be responsive on it, uh, going into the rest of quarter four. So, Let's talk about what, what the same was. Uh, first and foremost, we have CPCs. CPCs are without a doubt. I just did a talk yesterday and like that was the first question people ask was like, hey, my CPCs are like crazy different now than they were in 2020. Uh, and during Turkey Five, Black Friday to Cyber Monday, it's it's no different. So how are you like talking to clients and like, what are they saying when it comes to CPC management during quarter four? I took just the knowledge that we have. And like you were saying, you know, there was, there was these trends and, and obviously these trends are going to kind of repeat themselves, especially with the, with the shopping. Everybody's kind of still has that shopping mentality because they're waiting for the deals. Um, yeah. Even though there was some great pre black Friday deals and cyber Monday deals, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are still in that shopping mentality, just thinking that something better is on the horizon. So they're not sometimes not spending their cash. So mm-hmm. my thing was what we had talked about in the previous episode of just making sure that what was low, lowering bids, um, lowering budgets, just to kind of conserve. Um, so that's kind of the the word that I was spreading to, to my client list um, is, is that was the tactic. Um, that's the thing that we're going to go into. We're going to reduce, reduce, and then um, you know, take full advantage. We're going to be out there, of course, obviously, to to put the brand name out there and to have some brand awareness. Um, but it's more of just a, a brand play and uh, putting it in their mind for for the later shopping. I couldn't agree more, especially with the year that it's been with CPCs rising significantly in some cases for people being able to conserve and be really be strategic about where and when you're spending for the highest upside. Uh, I think if you did that, you came out really good, like in the week leading up to Black Friday and Black Friday weekend. So even though I do think there's like some consumer 
burnout. Uh, there's a lot of like maybe frustration from brands side of, of dealing with supply chain issues. So like being, I feel like that's the theme of this quarter four. It's like being strategic about where you spend those dollars. Like, like I think it's a really valuable point. And I love the metric revenue per click. Like the average revenue per click was 287 in November and it was 41% higher up all the way up to 407 on Black Friday. And I would like to believe that like you can architect that, like you can get more clicks that are valuable. So I, this is one of the major differences, right? Cause in the past it used, it used to be just like select all budget, increase all budgets, 25%, 30%, 50%, increase all bids, 50%. And then you could just sit back and relax. What I think is so different now, and I think this will be true forever is like being way more strategic about where you're increasing it and how much you're increasing it. So really being thoughtful about like, where am I going to double down? Because I know that CPCs are going to be higher all over the place and they're just going to continue to rise throughout the year. So I want to be more thoughtful about where I'm going to like put it, where I'm going to be putting my chips to get them the biggest and best value. Um, because you can actually sculpt your results by spending more on the things that will like have bigger jumps than fewer than either a smaller jump or a muted jump. So some of that I think is really helpful. And the easiest place to do that is just to look at your historic data and be really in touch with your best performers and know where they are. Uh, occasionally I'll have conversations with people and I'll say like, okay, like let's go find your best performing keywords. And they may not have defined like what best means to them or have the techniques inside like the techniques available to actually like you know pull up a list of their very best keywords in their very best campaigns so like comfort with bulk files or using a piece of software uh, to be able to view all of your keywords all at once incredibly incredibly important uh, I don't think you could have properly navigated this quarter four without the ability to simply just view all of your keywords either in a tool or in a bulk file uh, so in, in, in conclusion there, uh, being able to really have a global view of all of your keywords, and then when it comes time to double down on them, be quick and responsive on how to push up the ones that are going to give you the biggest revenue boost. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike, about what you're just saying right there. I know we had talked about bulk files before, um, you know, jumping into the episode. And, and one of the things we had talked about too, is, is just making sure that, you know, we are managing every bid um, and also looking at, at budgets too. Uh, a lot of times people um, will really almost take a set and forget approach to budgets, um, but I think budgets are, are something that we need to utilize more. And that was something that I kind of jumped into um, this time around is, is I was really um, scaling back budgets a, a lot, you know, pre, um, pre Black Friday and Cyber Monday and making sure that you know, like I was telling you earlier is that we were conserving, but then also just expanding out when we found that opportunity. So it was, it was some of the was reactionary, that approach. Um, but it was, it was really following the data because yeah. like you're saying, be able to see the data at a large scale and being able to, to take advantage of what were happening, uh, or what was happening there is, is really key. And, and I was just trying to do that as much as possible. Um, took a little bit of extra time, um, but I, I think it paid off in the end. And um, like you were saying, with those bulk files, being able to, to touch every bid, essential. Yeah. Essential. Yeah. 
No doubt about it. Like a lot of people optimize bids by only looking at the problem areas, like the really standout areas. Um, you know, they'll open up their account, they'll go into one campaign with a high A cost, they'll click on two keywords with a high A cost from that one campaign, and they'll like change the bid dramatically on them. And that's good, but the thing that you're missing is all of the other data, it, meaning like you might have thousands and thousands of keywords and product targets that when you are touching every bid, you're able to lower the things that are holding you back and that frees up funds to go and double down on the things that work really well. So it's not just about like taking, you know, optimizing the things with, you know, that are extreme outliers, but it also like means when you're able to like sculpt your clicks and like pay the right amount for every single one, that is where a lot of magic happens because not every click is created equal. Like you're going to have high converting keywords and low converting keywords. And if you don't have a good grasp on like the mechanics of being able to download a bulk file or use a software to like view everything, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And you mentioned budget management is different now. Can you just talk a little bit more about like how it's different? Cause it, like, it used to just be like, you know, select all increase 25%. Um, but you mentioned like the responsiveness loop. Like, what do you feel like is the best case to like properly be on top of budget management? Right. Um, like, how do you do it? Like, what are you thinking about? What I'm really thinking about is is how we're converting on that particular campaign um, and, and whether it's part of a, a bigger set too, whether it's part of a different portion of a portfolio that I've created or, you know, it's, it's a targeting thing that I'm doing in particular for, for this sale or, you know, this, this time frame. Um, so, so what I'm really looking at is, is how, um, how that budget is being spent on Amazon. Is it efficient? Um, is there more efficiency that I can get out of it? A lot of times it seems like, and I know that you've experienced this too, Mike, is that sometimes when we almost constrict uh, the budget, sometimes the system itself with the, the bid adjustments that we're making, sometimes some magic happens and, and it's almost <laughs> like you become um, brought into that Amazon fold almost a little bit more where they're like, oh, hey, this guy doesn't want to spend as much money in this particular area that he's been spending a ton of money in before. Um, what's the problem? Maybe we need to, you know, make some adjustments there in the algorithm and show a little bit more love for this keyword he's been converting on for quite a while. And and um, and sometimes that's the case is, is sometimes you have these historical things that you've been throwing, you know, maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred, you know, whatever um, dollars that you've had in this budget just over the, the rest of the year. And, and maybe you constrict it, you know, pre-holiday. And it's like you're running out of budget by the end of the day. And it's like, okay, now let's open it back up when it's time to get those sales. And that's that's really kind of one of the approaches that I took is, is really looking at the budgets and looking at the management leading up to the sale period. You know, what was converting the best? Okay, let's let those ones run free um, because those are, are, are gonna do great going into it, but there's some that are running into trouble that have historically done good for us. So constricting that, seeing that change, making the adjustments that I needed to, and then opening it back up. Yeah, I sometimes like to think there's no such thing as the perfect budget number or the perfect bid number. It's more so the perfect bid is one that is updated today based off the data that you have available. So it's definitely a feedback loop.
Um, cool to hear you say that. Um, I know some of the things that were really different about this quarter four so far is, you know, we mentioned being selective. You know, one thing that I found particularly underwhelming, which I was really disappointed in, is that sponsored display retargeting doesn't seem to be as, it doesn't seem to be as reliable as it should be. You know, I, I approach retargeting with, you know, going back years ago, and I haven't ran retargeting campaigns on Google and Facebook in, uh, I don't know, maybe four or five years ever since I've switched only to Amazon. But one thing that is is true about retargeting on those platforms is that it's always the best and highest converting campaign. Um, meaning somebody like did a generic search up top and then they didn't buy and you're able to serve an ad back to that person. And it typically is the highest converting campaign on Facebook and Google. And that's not the case on Amazon, it seems. So retargeting like should work better. I don't know if it's a mechanical thing that Amazon could work out, or maybe it's they need to offer some more controls so you can control it a little bit more. You know, I sometimes am skeptical that like maybe like there's some like weird CPC stuff going on. Like is it more expensive than it should be? Uh, like sometimes sponsored display, the clicks are more expensive than a sponsored product cold traffic. Like there's some there's something off, I think, about sponsored display retargeting. So I've, I'm almost like depressed that it wasn't as effective as it should have been in theory. Because again, like what was weird about this, and we mentioned it on last episodes, were, were that like going into quarter four, you need to have some kind of predictive part because you don't exactly know like what days are going to be hot, especially this quarter four, because consumer behavior is different than ever before. So like you had to predict and like the prediction was that sponsored display retargeting should be good because people do that, that area, that, that time frame of like clicking around, poking around. And then when they're back on Amazon to buy during black Friday, it's like, boom, now you capture it with that retargeting ad. And it just didn't seem as didn't, didn't seem to connect the way that it was expected to. Did, did you have thoughts on that? Did you notice that too with the clients that you're working with? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and it was something that uh, our prediction was that it was going to work much better than it actually did. Um, we even, mm -hmm. in, in a lot of instances, I created specific campaigns to make sure that we were, and, and adjustments to make sure that we were targeting that particular time frame. Smart. But, right before that yeah. holiday time frame, you know, looking at that seven days of previous traffic and tightening up the sponsor display as much as I felt that I could um, with the controls that we currently have. And and yeah, it just on the flip side of it, um, it was good that we were getting the brand name in front of folks, but the conversion was just not there the way that we, ex we expected it to be for sure. That's what I saw. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, you know, it'd be cool to have like cross ad type metrics, like people that saw a sponsored brand ad were X percent more likely to convert from sponsored products or like vice versa, or it would include sponsored display. I think that's, you know, I'd love to see that coming, but I doubt it. Like that would be a really, really cool metric to see. Um, I'm sure it's so, measured. I'm sure they'll bring that up. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, if sponsor display lifts it up, you know, then spend X amount of budget here. I'm sure that recommendation's coming. Yeah, I mean, we're always told that. We're always told that advertisers that are running all three ad types prominently do better than those that are just running sponsored products. And it's kind of like chicken or the egg. I think like, you know, if you're brand registered and have a bigger budget and you're able to do that, like, are you doing better than like the person who's just running sponsored product? Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. I'd love to see like, I'd love to be able to see those individual stats in an individual account. Like, Oh, we launched this ad type and it led to a boost everywhere else. So in terms of like finishing up takeaways, I think the theme and this is always, this is like best practice. I think the thing that always comes up anytime we do a show about like a specific time, whether it be Prime Day or quarter four, or Black Friday, whatever, the same takeaway always circles up. It's like, you need to be responsive. You need to be able to look and know what adjustments to make and know how to make them. So like as you're going into, you know, quarter four, it's like the pre-Black Friday slump. You should be able to pick up on that like relatively quickly, both from like knowledge from the past, but also anticipation and also just jumping on it. So like knowing mechanically how to make changes, uh, you know, we have a bulk files course, pretty good. It teaches you how to like work and like make mass edits. Uh, it's why like we bake it into our software uh, if you're using that, but it's really just helpful to know how to make big changes relatively quickly so that when it comes time to be responsive, you're either not overwhelmed, it's not taking you a ton of time and you're actually mechanically able to do it. So I think like being responsive is going to continue to be more and more important. Uh, and I, cause I think the recommendation now is like, I used to say like, oh, you know, if you have an account, you know, maybe it spends under 10 K maybe you uh, 10 K a month, maybe you only need to optimize your bids twice a month or, you know, I was, and I was trying to be like, empathetic with people that like had trouble with optimizing bids and it's like and that weren't optimizing their bids at all and i was just like please do it at least like twice a month. and now i think the more frequently the better uh and it doesn't have to be crazy big swings so quickly but like more tiny changes is always going to be better than like way fewer changes with crazy swings so i think the responsiveness it's always been true, but like more frequent bid management to keep your CPCs and ACOSs as controlled as you can. I think like, to me, this is a huge takeaway of like, if you haven't been doing it, you really need to. And it's because it's just got a lot more important. Yeah. It's just that constant management of everything. It's, it's something that we do here at Ad Badger. You know, we are for sure making sure that we're touching all the bids and, and just making those incremental changes. And, and of course, it's uh, RPSB, you know, mm -hmm. it's really looking at what is, you know, what, what we can negate out and then um, also, you know, push the winners. Yeah. And would you say that sort of stepping into like budget management too, because as you know, as CPCs and like budget management kind of goes into campaign structure because uh, like you can control your budgets somewhat with your bids but at the same time it's not always practical for people to have like unlimited budgets because they might have lots of ad groups they might have lots of keywords in a particular campaign and you could only control it so much with bids like so campaign structure budget management i think i know the answer but you know 
that seems like it's also becoming more and more important. And tell me a little bit about like the budget management campaign structure importance, like mechanically, like how you've been thinking about it and some of the things that you've noticed as you're working through it. Like, what are you looking for when you're doing like budget management? Right. Yeah. So, so I'm really looking at a couple key factors that I'm, I'm doing budget management. It's what has been the historical uh, performance of the campaign? Have we made any major swings in it? Like, are we focusing on a whole different set of keywords? Are there other changes that we've made? Because of course that's obviously going to affect the performance of it, but if everything's pretty standard across the board and we're just doing incremental changes and just, you know, negating things, adding a couple things here and there, then it's really being responsive. Um, you know, what you mentioned before, it's being reactionary to that data that's coming in. Have you seen major changes in, in um, the click-through rate? Has it has the conversion gone down? Um, you know, there, there's different things. Has your ACoS spiked? Um, and really, it, it, it's those items that I'm, I'm really focusing on to see. And also, the, the other key here is, is, like you said, you know, we have that finite amount of budget is it best utilized in that area? And it does take that segmentation of campaigns to be able to control that because like, for example, there, there's swings that I want to make sometimes between non-branded and branded. So if I want to focus more heavily on branded, I have to constrict that, that non-branded budget a little bit. So those budgets allow me to do that. So I can push those down and then push, you know, harder on, on the branded stuff if I wanted to, but um, really, it's focusing on on the data that's coming in. And for example, in this time frame, this was something that we we saw. We knew that it was coming. We knew click through rate was going to start dropping. We knew that that shopping shopping mentality, not the buying mentality, was going to happen right before the holidays. So, really, I was watching what was happening with the data, pushing those budgets down where I felt you know were not as efficient as as possible. And it was it's funny because some of those had been historical winners. And it, they just weren't clicking this time. So even if you see that data and even if the history tells you that these are, are winners, I had to restrict the budget on some of those. And I was happy that I did because the ACOS went out of control on some of them that I, that I let run wild. And, and the ones that I constricted the budgets on, they were great. I kept the ACOS under control and then I opened them up. A little bit at a time just to get that the incremental sales if i could and i, I saw that that it was there but it, it's really just following the data mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of you know that, that's been a big theme uh in this year you know particularly true in quarter four where if you have like 100 keywords spread out over multiple ad groups in a single campaign even if you have an unlimited budget you may and even if you're doing bid optimization you're going to end up with scenarios where like a low volume underperformer meaning something that like does get orders but like it's not at a gigantic uh it's not at like a, a great rate compared to a low volume keyword that does perform really well the the one with it's possible that these underperformers eat up a lot of your budget faster than a strong performer. So that's where like good segmentation helps you out when CBCs have risen because you can better funnel your budget in the right place. Um, 
so I think that's just going to be continue to be more important. It's probably a pretty good episode topic, which we can talk about probably next time, like how to, how budget at spend and campaign structure and the end result of like a cost all interplay. I think it's a really interesting topic. Uh, but for now, I hope you've enjoyed these reflections on quarter four, uh, this live update where we shared some data. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me is segmentation and like where your money goes uh, and like making sure your bids reflect that, like continuously pushing your best foot forward, like being responsive. Those are the big, those are, that, that's my big takeaway of like, you're going to have thousands of keywords. They're going to perform and behave differently at different times. And if you are being responsive and like jumping on that quickly, you're going to be in the best shape possible. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from what we've seen so far with quarter four? My biggest takeaway this year was um, the expansion of some of the sales that were happening. Hmm. You know, there was a lot more retailers that were just dropping coupons and discounts and promos yeah. a lot earlier than, than I'd seen before. Um, I know that's always been a trend to try to hit it early, but it just seems like even creeping into like October, there was, there was stuff that was already being released. Like think about the holidays and it's like, wow, we're getting earlier and earlier every year. And, um, it just seems like there's a collection of, of stuff that's happening with the discounts now. Um, that's even more spread out. People love a deal. People do love a deal. Sure. <laughs> uh, and with that, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ad badger PPC den podcast, your place for all things, Amazon advertising. And I'll see you right here next week. Here in the Badger Den. Thanks so much, Michael. Bye, guys.